The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Dealing with grief and loss, our topic today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My name is Wayne Shepherd, and this is a very important topic today. We all, at some point or another, have to deal with grief and loss. We do. Part of the experience of life and being human beings is dealing with loss, dealing with grief. And again, I'm not sure if we're really as equipped for that as we think we should. And so we continue to understand that there is more to learn about this very important subject. At Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But we do look to the Bible here on this program, and the Bible speaks to this issue and so many others. What, what, do, you, what do you see in Scripture about dealing with grief and loss? Well, our spiritual nugget for today is found in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 3 through 5. And it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And so that helps us to understand today that as we are comforted by God, we learn how to comfort others with Mm -hmm. that same comfort. That's really important. You know, I think all of us think that we can minimize grief and you, you really just have to let it run its course, don't you? Uh, Yes, I think that the attempt to try to preempt uh, the effects of grief actually can exasperate the actual experience of grief. And as we have good support, as we are allowing people to naturally and organically work through their grief and, again, provide that sub structure for them to kind of do that in a very free manner, I think that we will see people work through their grief much more normally and effectively. Sometimes people can callously say, well, you know, time, with time, you'll get over this. And the truth is, you never really get over it, do you? Well, that that expression is really an example of not knowing what to say. So that becomes kind of a catchphrase That's that you throw point. out there. Yes. So again, for because of lack of having insight of really what to say under those circumstances, that becomes a go-to statement and, and, and really a throwaway statement. But you're right. In some cases, and in many cases, uh, time does not necessarily heal all wounds in that regard of grief and loss. It's just learning how to package that, manage it, and work through it effectively. And we need to talk openly about it, which is what we're doing today. Absolutely. Um, to give, program. to give people permission and accessibility to have free and open dialogue in a way without judgment. In just a few moments, you'll be talking with a fellow pastor who has a great perspective on dealing with grief and loss. That's coming up here next on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Let me point you to our website, though, where you can download free a resource this week called Dealing with Grief and Loss. You'll find this to be very helpful. More about it at the end of the program today. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll be back with our guest on this week's program. Stay with us. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Once again, glad to have you listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. At the conclusion of this interview coming up, I want you to stay tuned for a free resource on dealing with grief and loss that we'll make available. Percy? Today, we're going to have someone who is in the fields, uh, in the trenches, who are helping people of faith uh, within the health community every day, working through loss and grief as it relates to cancer. So again, welcome back to the program, Reverend Langham. How are you, sir? It is a pleasure to be with you again, my I'm, friend. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for uh, your talent and your time. Uh, as was mentioned with the introduction, uh, you have now 20 years of service supporting cancer patients, their loved ones, their families, their church communities. Uh, you've ministered to pastors, You've ministered to family members of pastors and people who are associated with congregations. Uh, we, we've utilized our best attempts at using our faith and praying the best of medicine and science. And in some cases, we've seen individuals who have passed. They've departed. But yet we still understand that in many cases, our community still does not handle or process grief and loss as well as possibly it could Let's start talking about some of your experiences of dealing with grief and loss. First of all, what is your thoughts about grief and loss, death and dying? Let's start there. Well, grief is, is one, again, one of those very um, commonly encountered need that individuals have across the spectrum. And their grief comes in, in many different uh, forms, if you would, uh, defined Grief occurs in an individual's life anytime there is a major life change. Okay. So uh, a person can grieve because of a positive circumstance or situation in the life of a family. As an example, you have a uh, husband and wife with some children, and uh, one of the parents gets a huge promotion, uh, but that promotion causes them to have to move across country. Well, those children, as well as that family, gr may grieve the loss of their friends and the school and the support system in which they had, but that grief has come about because of a positive thing that's going on in the life of that family. So it's an interesting distinction then as we talk about this. So let me just circle back for a second, not necessarily just in the context of someone dying or uh, departing that people experience loss uh, or grief. There, there are many different types of elements of grief. That is true. Very true. The majority of grief counseling or uh, bereavement groups, they're focusing on all of those different 
types of grief. You have anticipatory grief, you know, when someone may just be anticipating that something in the future is going to happen and it's not a reality yet. Interesting. So uh, there are many different forms of grief that that most groups are trying to focus on. Uh, But uh, the one thing that uh, I would like to talk about today is uh, individuals dealing with grief due to the loss of a loved one. Okay. From your perspective, how well prepared is the average person in addressing losing someone close to them? You know, that, that, that's a very good question. All of our lives, we are taught to gain. We are taught to build something. We are taught to expand or grow something. That is so true. We are not taught how to let go. And uh, in my humble opinion, I think that is one of the biggest issues why individuals suffer so gravely due to their grief is because it is something that they've never experienced. They've never been uh, uh, taught uh, about how to let go, which is a very, very normal part of life. Let's talk about how you as a, a man of faith, a healthcare clinician, if you will, in the context of being a hospital chaplain and being a, a director of chaplains, how have you begun to really embrace and then educate others around grief and loss? There are many different ways that you can approach this, but, and I, I, I may uh, tiptoe uh, through some, some some things very delicately here, but you know an individual's faith perspective uh, is very key into how I would even begin to approach that conversation okay. with someone. That's fair. Uh, because where they are spiritually is definitely going to impact their beliefs and what they will and will not hear concerning the loss of a loved one or uh, helping them walk through their grief. The challenges and and the issues that, that people experience are going to be the same regardless of what they believe and how they believe it. If, if you're familiar with uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's Five Stages of Grief, which uh, it was great information uh, at that day and age, but we've come such uh, a, a long way from that. Sure. Uh, so nowadays we don't talk about dealing with stages of grief as much because that uh, gives someone the the thought that you have to go through these stages exactly as they are given. Sure. And if you don't go through one, then something's wrong. Uh, but anger, which was one of her stages, still continues to be one of the issues that people have to work through. And I think that that one, anger in and of itself, uh, in my opinion, is one of the, the biggest ones. I will say anger and then forgiveness. Anger, uh, a, a family member who has lost a loved one, they can be angry at themselves sure. because of feelings and emotions 
things that went undone, unsaid, unfinished. Sure. And now that loved one is no longer him for them to no longer here for them to be able to say those things to okay. or finish whatever they felt was unfinished. So they can be angry at themselves. They can be angry at the loved one. Yes, I've seen that. For dying. Yes. They can also be angry at God. So based off of where that anger resides and, and who that anger is, you know, being focused on, you're going to we have to deal with that individual in a very different manner. But it's still all about anger. OK, Pastor, pump your brakes. <laughs> being angry at God. Dare we say that people get angry at God, Reverend? Are, are you saying on national radio that people get angry at God? Well, you know, I, I, I will have to say yes. And, you know, just to, to be open and transparent, there was a time in my life where, uh, you know, I was angry at God because of things that were going on in my life and some experiences that I was having. Uh, and uh, it took a while for me to even realize that. Uh, this is a part of life. Absolutely. This is something that's going to happen whether I want it to or not. Me being angry at God is not going to change the fact of what happened. Me being angry at God is not going to help me deal with my issues. Or it, and it's not going to change God's perspective towards you either. Exactly. Okay. No, it is not. But yes, people will get angry at God. And I think it's important because, again, one of the things that I... I my endeavor with this program is to be transparent and to be authentic at real feelings and emotions that sometimes do not get discussed and unpackaged, particularly within the community of faith. We're here to help people. We want people, mm -hmm. number one, to acknowledge and understand that what they're feeling is real, that they're not some alien that fell off a, a weird planet, nor are they out of the will of God, whatever that means to an individual. So again, it's important to hear that. So I, I appreciate your forthrightness with that. Let's talk about, let's shift gears to forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big subject. Forgiveness is, is a, a big part of uh, the grief recovery process again you know if if there's anger if an individual feels that that uh they have done something that attributed to or better yet could have done something to prevent the death of then they feel that they need forgiveness for not doing what they feel that they have caused so again forgiveness from that individual who's no longer there to forgive them sure but still dealing with that, uh, that aspect of forgiveness, uh, they need uh, in different individuals, uh, family members, uh, for whatever role any of them feel that they played or did not play. The fact that they feel the need to be forgiven for whatever it is, that feeling, that emotion that they're experiencing inside because of the death of that loved one. And where are they going to get that from? How are they going to to get that, especially if it's something that they're needing from that individual that is no longer there? Well, I'm going to make a statement that 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 I think is germane to particularly the subject of I think anger, but specifically forgiveness as one of the more common dynamics of, of dealing with grief and loss would be that. It's interesting to me that every major religious or spiritual belief system addresses the issue on some level about anger and specifically about forgiveness. So it, it helps us to understand how common it is to our experience as human beings. And quite frankly, we need to be equipped 
alert and prepared to try to respond to that accordingly to where the person is located. Again, going back to your previous conversation, what they believe and why they believe it so that we can properly connect with them uh, wherever their belief system is. But it is not a subject that needs to go unaddressed and ignored as it pertains to grief and loss. Today, Mm -hmm. we're talking with Reverend Michael Langham, who has uh, 20 years of experience of supporting patients, caregivers. Uh, He's a pastor of his own local church uh, to give us tremendous insight about the subject of grief and loss. And today we are thrilled and excited to have him with us. That indeed was good insight. Our thanks to Pastor Michael Langham. As a matter of fact, we have a resource that we want to put into our listeners' hands. If you'll go online right now to healthhopeandinspiration.com, you can download Dealing with Grief and Loss, a great follow-up resource to the conversation you just heard. Dealing with Grief and Loss, available free as a download at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, don't go anywhere. There's much more ahead on today's program, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. We're grateful for those of you who tune in each week at this time to hear health, hope, and inspiration. But if you ever miss a program, don't forget, we are archived online for listening at healthhopeandinspiration.com. So along with the resources you'll find there that you can download, you can also listen to this broadcast, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Today, our topic has been dealing with grief and loss. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae. So helpful to hear from uh, Pastor Langham here today, the two of you talking about this. Well, Pastor Langham is a seasoned and experienced minister and a pastor of his own church. And obviously, a big part of the ministry of from a church perspective is dealing with and helping members cope with grief and loss, whether it be associated with the loss of a loved one or whatever dynamic that takes place. And so what we learned uh, is that loss and grief is experienced very differently and uniquely by each individual. There is no cookie cutter format, but we can certainly talk about different affects of of what happens with grief and loss. He referred to the stages of grief and there are various interpretations of these stages, but let's talk in general about the stages from your own experience, Percy. Well, yeah, some of, I think some of the more common dynamics uh, and affects of, of loss and grief certainly are, are pretty conventional. Again, he, he mentioned a couple 
anger and forgiveness being probably two of the bigger affects that people have to work through on some uh, form or level. But again, you talk about shock. There's an element of shock that people experience Mm -hmm. when they're dealing with, particularly for something sudden and unexpected where you weren't able to prepare yourself. So there's, there's an obvious shock factor that, that people have to try to process and internalize to come to terms with the finality of what may have taken place uh, with a loved one, particularly in terms of loss. And then how about denial? You know, people just simply not ready to come to terms of acceptance that this actually took place or this has transpired. People need time to actually allow that to digest and then to kind of actually interpret that as what the reality is telling them it is. By the way, one person may be dealing with the shock stage longer than another person or the denial stage or any of these stages. Yeah, I think it would be uh, unwise and not prudent to try to place some sort of structured mechanism of expectation when people are experiencing grief and loss. We're dealing with human emotions here. We, We have to be flexible and we have to learn how to pivot and we really have to work with uh, the cadence of how that individual is unfolding those different elements and affects, whatever they may be. So again, we have to be sensitive and we have to really take and follow their lead in many cases. So you've talked about shock and denial. We mentioned anger. Anything more to say about that? Well, you know, there there's a couple of other things that I think that potentially are common with, with this. Obviously, sorrow and depression. One of the things I've learned, depending on how we are wired and how our personalities are formed in our being, you know, uh, Sorrow and depression affects us in very different ways. Some people may not want to talk or speak. Some people may become very talkative Mm -hmm. and need a lot of conversation. There may be uh, a lot of outward expression of of uh, emotion, and there may be a deep internalized reflection where uh, they're not talking to anyone. They're not expressing their thoughts. doesn't mean that they're not experiencing uh, sorrow, but they just simply are not expressing those. So those are a couple of other elements and dynamics with respect to that. And again, acceptance. Again, simply coming to term with accepting what has taken place. What does that mean for me? How does that impact me? Uh, How do I feel about that? All of those, there's a myriad of things that then begin to flood a person's consciousness and psyche that they react and respond very uniquely and very differently. And we need to be really supportive of that. Have you in your ministry seen any difference in how men grieve versus women? Well, you know, I think it's an interesting distinction. Of course, uh, there's been, you know, multiple conversations of, you know, women are from Venus and men are from Mars and all of those different type of dialogues. But I, I do think that there can be, in some cases, uh, some distinctive difference of how men and women react respond, communicate, uh, communication being at the top of the list. You know, uh, men tend to internalize things more and and be more and, and, and give a lot of deep thought about things and not necessarily express that or emote that where women in some cases may be more expressive. So I think that there can be some generalized in some cases affects that are very unique to men and women. But again, I would caution us all to be mindful that we simply need to be very uh, tuned into the unique dynamic of that individual specifically that is sitting in front of us, regardless of their gender, regardless of their background and their orientation. And what advice do you have for how we help children process grief? It's another legitimate point. Uh, one of the things that we have attempted to focus on with the, our Journey of Hope work is to begin to create some conversation and support around understanding 
uh, the process mechanism from a child's perspective. But see, again, there's a there's different segmentations of that. You have, you know, young children, adolescents, you know, uh, so they all think different. They process different. They're in different phases and stages of their development. But yet and still, they have uh, some sense of things that are going on with them and happening to them that we need to be very sensitive to. The scripture you read earlier is so comforting. Can we hear that again? Again, our spiritual nugget that will help us with this very complex conversation is Second Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 3 through 4. And it basically, again, tells us, praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. All comfort and compassion ultimately is coming from our Heavenly Father, who comforts us in verse 4 uh, in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. We cannot give what we do not have. We cannot lead where we have not been. We cannot speak of that which we have not experienced. This scripture helps us to understand that our source of comfort comes from God, which allows us to comfort ourselves, and then thusly we can comfort others with that same compassion. Well, if this program has been helpful, and if you'd like to download the Dealing with Grief and Loss resource from our website, it's there for you right now, free of charge. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Look for Dealing with Grief and Loss. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae. Percy, thanks for your help again this week. I look forward to our next conversation. We'll come right back and we'll do it all over again, my friend. God bless. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.